Hello, how you guys? Welcome to 38's Black Podcast. Again, those for those joining, this podcast seeks to track the black experience related to race, racism for 30 days. So each day you track your experience related to race, racism, or discrimination at the end of the day. And the whole point, again, as I talk about on each podcast, it came from conversations regarding black, particularly male life expectancy. And so the whole idea was years ago, what I decided to do it myself to see is, do I really feel? And the whole idea was, uh, oh, it's, you know, racism is a reason for some of the health disparities. And there's no real true way to measure racism, right? So what I decided on my own was to see if I feel differently or how my feelings related to stress or if I feel something in my gut or I feel weird, right? Because anything's uh, what I call stressors, anything that makes your body uh, get out of the mode of being relaxed with no kind of negative thoughts in, in your mind, right? So I did this years ago. This is um, a little project with myself. And so I'm just sharing the feelings or the experience with you guys. And we're now on day 15. And so I welcome those who uh, are here and just joining us. So on day 15, um, I started off and I, again, when I, when I, um, do this, I have not looked at these, I'm going to call it journals of my experience. And I'm for since I initially wrote them down and I'm providing you the experience. I read it. This is what this is my first time reading what I experienced. Right. So on day 15, I went to the Rouse. And this is my experience. Again, I don't write down my whole date, but just the date, this the experience that I feel that caused those little stressors related to race, racism, discrimination. So I went to Ralph's to get Gatorade and a snack uh, for my son before his football practice. I don't know what what Ralph's this is, but, um, um, you know, it's not really relevant. While inside the store, I felt that feeling of racial stress that someone was going to think that I'm trying to steal. And I almost needed to prove that I was there to buy something and not steal it. So I rushed to the store, you know, in a hurried motion, making sure I did not do anything that would rise, that would rise someone's suspicion that I was there to steal. No one said anything to me Again, no one did anything to me to make me feel this way. It was just a feeling that I had. So I felt a little nervousness in the store. And that was the stress of feeling aware of shopping. And this feeling caused the little stress. So after grabbing the Gatorade, some chips and some crackers that my son wanted, I first went to the checkout line where the worker checks you out. I did this because I know that people would suspect me of trying to steal if I go to the self-checkout line. 
As I approach the checkout line, I see how long the line is, so I made sure to say out loud to my son, let's go to the self-checkout line. This is the thing I did to assure the person watching me, thinking I'm trying to steal something, relaxes and no longer believes I'm going to steal. So we make our way to the self-checkout line and see a middle-aged black employee standing there. I believe she was a person assigned to assist. I feel as her I feel her looking at me as if I'm trying to fake like I'm scanning the items that I um, fake like I'm scanning items. But I did actually I was actually scanning them. But even that she may think I'm trying to steal, I made sure I am extremely obvious that I'm scanning the items. So I exaggerated the swiping of the items through the self-checkout. I made it obvious I was putting my card inside the machine so everyone could see. And I felt a sense of relief when I got my receipt and I was walking out of the store and no one stopped me. That was it for that day. Um, On day 15, I didn't feel any other stress. Uh, It was a day of rest that that went well. Um, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything at all for the rest of that day. And so I would say that was a good day related to uh, racial stress. Again, as I revalue and I look back again, what is the, 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 what's the trigger? And the trigger is I'm going into a store and I, I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it as day 15. So day 16, um, I woke up early to take my son to a basketball clinic. And this clinic is located in the Palisades, a wealthy community of Los Angeles. And it was at Palisades um, uh, High School in the Palisades. I arrived at the clinic with no problem, no feelings of racial stress, nothing. I knew my son had a football practice immediately after basketball, so I told my son that once I drop him off, that I would get him something to drink and eat. Uh, because we wouldn't have time to stop. This practice started at, at like 11.45, and the basketball practice wasn't over until 11. So I dropped my son off, and I was off to the store, which is the Yeltsin's approximately five minutes to walk from the high school. I may feel the sense of nervousness, nervousness again as I uh, walk through this neighborhood. Someone would probably suspect me that I'm a criminal that I'm there to burglarize one of the homes as I walk through the neighborhood. So I was reluctant to walk to get the food. I remember this feeling like I'm thinking like, man, should I, should I make this walk? Because I'm feeling like, you know, somebody I think they're watching me, think I'm, you know, here to break into a house. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, screw it, I'm walking. I don't care, you know, what people feel, right? But I shouldn't have to feel this way. Right. I knew what I was going to do. I just not want to have to worry about having a non-criminal look or not being as relaxed as I walk through the community. As I started to walk to the store, I realized that the farmer's market was going on today, so I just turned around and decided to go there instead. As I was walking to the farmer's market, I saw this white uh, I, can, I didn't write if it was a, a female or male, but I saw this white person talking on the phone and immediately thought, oh, so it was a female. She was going to be scared and think I might try to rob her. 
I walked past her, but then turned again and decided to, I'm just going to the store. As I once again turned to the store, I decided to turn around again because I did, just did not want that feeling of any fear related to being profiled or even thinking I may be profiled. I was like, why do I feel this way? I just fear being profiled. It caused hesitancy. And I don't like having that feeling, but I also don't like being profiled. No one likes to be stopped by the police. No one wants to be accused of being a criminal. No one wants, wants to be thought of, of committing a crime. It's just an uneasy feeling. I got a little nervous walking past the, the white female, but I continued on to the farmer's market. As I'm walking through the farmer's market, my fear doesn't subside. I'm now thinking I have to buy something so people don't think I'm poor. I just can't walk through here because people think, oh, he's just walking through because he's poor. And again, this is my own mind. But this is what's going on. I just couldn't shake it. My intent was to buy something. But I try not to make eye contact with any of the vendors because I don't want to have to turn them down for fear they would think I turned them down because I was just there to look and not buy. I refuse to let this feeling make me buy something I did not want. This feeling to prove my worth, this feeling to prove that I'm not poor, the feeling to prove that I have money. I fought that feeling to force me to that would make me to buy something that I didn't want to buy. I didn't have to prove anything to anyone. But this was going on in my mind at the time. These were the stresses I feel. This is what the this is the weight on my shoulders. But again, it wasn't it wasn't the the main thought in my mind, but it was in there. It was a thought. It was almost like taking precautions, putting your alarm on. And if you've been a victim of a crime. Your house got broken into you. You're always going to worry. You're going to be concerned versus somebody who never had their home broken into you. It just, you never could go back to being the same. So I walked through the market, still feeling nervous, and finally make my way to the tamale vendor. I get two tamales and the young Hispanic male was really cool. I did not have any thoughts at that time related to race. I head back and I decided to buy some nuts. I'm still in the farmer's market. The vendor who was selling nuts was really great and really nice. As I was walking, this white family with their two kids were walking in front of me. The family had the entire path block. I couldn't get anywhere. You know, they were walking um, spread across and I couldn't get past them. The family had the entire pack black, but I was reluctant to say excuse me because I did not want them to think of the black man as being rude. This was a thought in my mind at the time. They did nothing to insinuate this. They probably weren't concerned with me at all, but that was in my mind a reservation and and it just made me, bothered me so much. But it was in my mind at the time. And I didn't write down what I did to even get past them. Or if I did say, hey, you know, excuse me. I didn't write that down, so I don't know what I eventually did. But all I think I did was document how my feelings at the time. 
and that stressors that I felt related to race. So finally, I made it back to the gym, a breather. I had to practice. So after the basketball practice, I remember going to the football practice. And I don't remember feeling any stress related to race. We did go to In-N-Out after practice. I went through the drive-thru so I did not have to have to contact with anyone other than the employees taking the order. I remember my son is with me and he tells me why we were in the drive-thru line to get to the restroom. So after getting his food, I park and go outside the store. I saw people of different ethnicities and we head to the restroom. I thought of using the restroom and someone thinking we didn't purchase anything, never uh, purchase anything, into my mind. So again, that was a little small nervousness, like, oh, here you guys just using the restroom. You're not here to purchase anything. And I remember I did this before the Starbucks incident in which the guys were sitting there and they were um, they were arrested by the police in Starbucks because they didn't get up and they were sitting in Starbucks. And, and I did this before that. And so that wasn't in my mind. It was just the fact that whatever, I don't know what caused that to be in my mind, but that was in my mind. So we took my son to the restroom and used it and it was no further incident. Uh, another incident of racial nervousness was when I dropped my son off with my wife at the park where she was listening to jazz music. I had to park in this lot to wait for her to come meet us since there was no parking. I saw a male and female respond who looked like they worked at the business of the lot we were parked in. I thought one of them were going to say something to me because I had to be with the other black people at the park. So I made sure I left the car engine running. No one said anything, and, uh, and as the time passed, I felt some relief. I didn't have any more feelings regarding to race, racism, race-related stress at the, t- at the time. So day 16 ended. Again, I'm trying to get the day free of nothing, right? I mean, I know life is not free from stress, but again, this is racial-related stress. And we're talking about health and life expectancy and um, what, how race and discrimination plays a role. Now, no one, as you see so far, I really is rare where anyone directly doing anything. A lot of this is in my mind and thoughts at the time, but this someone can say, what played a role in this, what played a role in these thoughts. And that's what um, I have to get to the bottom of. So day 17 on this 30-day journey, and I thank you guys for following me on this journey. This is, I've been very candid in my thoughts related to race and racism. That's what the project is geared to do. We have to be real. Have to be real and honest with yourself and the evaluation that you have, because if you're not, if we're not real, if I'm not real with you, then how can I best address and target these feelings of racial stress? So then I know what trigger points it, and I can either avoid it or do something to address those trigger points. Day seventeen. Day seventeen. I didn't have any experience prior to getting to work. But I remember responding to a burglary investigation. I had the address of the victim's 
location, but I got, uh, which I got from the, the uh, watch commander. I arrived at the location, so the patrol car parked, uh, I saw a patrol car parked outside. Believing the officers were still at the residence, I door knocked and rang the doorbell. I heard someone ask, who is it? I'm nice myself and I hear a voice asking to see identification. I immediately thought they wouldn't be asking me to see identification. I was not black. So I got kind of, I got a little upset, right? And this is my own thought. I'm thinking they wouldn't be asking me for identification. I wasn't black. And here I am. I have a suit, tie. You know, who else could be uh, knocking on your door? So I got upset and I told him I must have the wrong address. Because the officers must not be inside the resident if they are asking me for identification. I then hear the male ask me to come to the window. At that point, I was kind of done with them in my mind. You know, but I have to be professional. But I still went to the window. He then looked at me and I was walking away and headed to see if I could locate the officers. When his wife stepped out the house, Standing before me was a white couple, both of them above average height. For a quick second, I still, told my, still talk, thought to myself how I had to prove to them that I was not the burglar, but I was there to help them. But the look in their eyes told me that they didn't believe I was a threat. So I moved on and asked them questions about the reason I was there. After talking to them, I went next door and I spoke with the neighbor. While there, I met with a male and his three young kids. Two were not of any age that I, two were not of an age I couldn't even talk to. When talking to him, for some reason, I was making sure I did not sound dumb. This was a quick thought in my mind, but it was a thought going through my mind that I quickly moved past. The fact that I thought this is the racial related stress that runs through, that runs through me. I realized on some occasions. Regardless how slight or brief the stressor is, it has an impact. I remember, so it, if it pops in your mind, like, oh, I have to be, you know, this professional, right? Then that's what I'm talking. That's why I documented, right? It's not like it was in the whole conversation, right? During the whole entire conversation. Uh, during the entire, during the conversation, it was that brief second of just one statement or making, oh, but why did I feel that way? At the time while reviewing the video, I had to make sure I did not do anything to have him believe that I was sympathetic to criminals. Far from sympathetic to crime, criminals or anyone that that harms others or takes from others. But the fact that this was in my mind or on my mind, that I did not want to be sympathetic to criminals, it was ridiculous. This pressure to make sure I was anti-criminal was attributed to the race-related thoughts. And it was a stressor. This lasted for as long as I was with this guy reviewing the video. This guy appeared to be a male white and really nice guy who would not, who I thought would not generalize, but my thoughts are my thoughts. And it's my job to document those thoughts as I navigate through the 30 days. We went outside and met with his wife, a middle-aged white woman of average looks. She was showing me a video, trying to show me that she was, that, um, that the burglary suspects in her backyard, and I was watching the video, which was on her phone. 
by standing over her shoulder, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm a black man, thinking she may think this black guy is all over her shoulder. So I made sure to stand back a little and, and made continued attempts to try to escape the situation until she found the actual video. We waited for a while and finally I saw that she was just trying to get me to what she was trying to get me to see. The, the feelings of race, racism, discrimination, that feeling of race subsided after a while and I felt a little comfortable. None of these feelings were hourly displayed by either the male or the man or his wife. But they were my feelings. So I know they had to impact, had to impact me. On day 18, I wrote that I did not have any public contact and I did not feel anything. So on the next one, we'll start with day 19. Make sure you tune in because you're here. Does the journey continue? As I visit places like Blockbuster, Marshalls, what am I going to feel? Do I still feel those races, those triggers? Are those, things, are those things going to still trigger those feelings in me? So please join for the next podcast as we start with day 19. Good night and thank you for joining.